The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Possums, we are on to week 10. And can I get a massive fuck you to week 9? That is the worst slate of fantasy games in recent memory for me. That was horrible. Hopefully you guys had the players that got you to victory. The top 10 scores from last week include those real bona fide stars of James Conner, Elijah Moore, Josh Johnson, and Omadila Zacchaeus. So much mediocrity in there, it's ridiculous. My DFS king. Yeah. This week, we're rolling into week 10. Uh, these games are pivotal. We have the playoffs starting less than a month in a lot of leagues, people. So this is the final push for the regular season. Coming up, we have some guys that you need to pick up uh, that are going to help you on that playoff run. We've got our normal content. We've got – Josh, you doing the watch this week? Sure am, sir. We're doing the watch. We got daily corner. We got news. We've got one-minute recaps of our favorite teams. So – Stay with us and follow us at Offensive Points on Twitter, at IDP Army on TikTok. Get on the Discord, give us some feedback, talk some shit, and enjoy our content. And thank you all for participating in the jersey giveaway. Nico, our winner, my man, we're going to get you that Antonio Brown jersey ASAP as soon as we figure out what that fucking weird B is in your address. <laughs> he is so, from Germany. So. Yeah, we will get it in Berlin. I've never seen that in my life, so... uh any context there would be great, but I will get you that jersey soon. Josh, Billy, what's up? Nico needs to come on the podcast. Let's be real. Hey, I need to find out how this man from Germany found our podcast and how he entered the sweepstakes, which maybe he just stumbled upon it on Twitter. I don't yeah. know. But I need context to how this NFL fan in Germany, who's clearly German, by the way, it's not even like he's like an American living in Germany, how he found the show. He used know. he used that it. I think that's how you pronounce it, that B, so classily. He's just like, yeah, that's just part of my address. Like, that's a real thing. People know that. Just, yeah. Just as it. How do you know that? I just Googled it. <laughs> Google's a crazy <laughs> thing, man. Fair wow. enough. Fair enough. You've discovered Google. This is awesome. As it? Yeah. As I think, don't don't quote me on that. I didn't actually get the pronunciation. <laughs> as it is a weird well, B included pronunciation. In is it like a direction or what the fuck is it? It, it looks like it's uh no as as it's like e z z s e t. It might be pronounced with like as, as two s's. I don't actually know, man. I I don't know. We're gonna have to get Nico to explain this to us. Yes, Nico, holler at us. We'll get you on here. Yes, we need to get Nico on the podcast. Okay, well, week nine was an absolute shit show. First of Horrible. all. Before we even go any further, we need to apologize for last week's podcast. We were wrong about so many things, and it's all because of Josh. 
in his marriage. That's the reason oh, oh. that we had like, so many things wrong last week. I said OBJ was a great play. Joe was touting Aaron Rodgers being a stud in the game against the Chiefs. We just said so many things that ended up being proven patently false by the like two days after we said it. And it was just an absolute disaster because we recorded on a Tuesday instead of a Wednesday. So half the time we would, I get all my news from Tuesday anyway. And then there's like one thing and it's about a backup third string running back. That doesn't even matter who got COVID or just couldn't, you know, couldn't practice on Wednesday. What kind of crazy ass Wednesday was it last week where we got all that news and we're just sitting there like, damn it, damn it, damn it. Our podcast I was just is already laughing. I'm like, all right, we got to re-record. <laughs> Literally, there was like multiple times like, you know, I was just like, damn, man, we were so off. We didn't even not that we could have predicted it. but Well, that's like, the thing is, I mean, we're recording this on a Wednesday right now. Shit could happen Thursday. Not that it ever does. Wednesday is apparently the wild day, but. I mean, we're going to, I always just say, Hey, as of right now, whenever, as of recording this, he's not playing. So I'm just going to publish a list of all the players I have on my teams, just so you guys know who's going to be out with COVID, who's going to be injured, who's just going to go nuts and stop playing football all of a sudden. Cause I am cursed this year. Absolutely. You really cursed. are. I was like, Hey man, do you have Kamara and cook? And he's like, <clears throat> yep, sure do. And I go, God damn it. <laughs> Perfect segue. Let's get to the news. So. Um, we'll start at the kind of the more pressing news and then we'll kind of go and clean up some stuff we forgot or weren't able to get to last week. So main top story right now is Dalvin cook. So last night or it was two nights, either last night or two nights ago, um, Adam Schefter just kind of came out of nowhere and said, Hey, Dalvin cook's attorney is saying that he is in a domestic violence slash extortion plot from an ex-girlfriend and that's coming down the pipeline. It's going to the uh, courts right now. And then today, kind of further information came out that maybe it was they, the uh, agent had texted Adam Sheffer to get ahead of the actual lawsuit, which the ex-girlfriend fire, filed today against Dalvin Cook for domestic violence. I don't really have an, like, an opinion on it because I think we need more clarification on what's going on. But go pick up Chuba. Or not Chuba. Phew, that's not wrong team. Go pick up Alexander Mattinson just in case. I, I did that just that thing. I man, it's just been a whirlwind of news lately. And I mean, there's been so many running backs out. Just hearing something like this is just absolutely terrible. And I mean, obviously we don't know the full story and everything on this. I mean, it seems he is like still practicing. So he is practicing. It seems like him yet, but I mean, then again, we don't really know where the I mean the story's from 2020, so it's it seems like they got now. out ahead of it, which is really good, um, just in general. Because if that <laughs> maybe may good, I mean, I, I like I said, I hope I hope that this situation is just you know not his fault at all. But at the same time, it's it's scary how many good players we're losing um, to just off the field issues. I mean, yeah, I don't want to speculate on this at all. But if he is the victim of this and this is coming to light, I think he is going to absolutely fucking shred it on Sunday. I think that's uh, fuel for his fire. It's his escape. He's on the football field. And secondly, if it is the other way around, um, the backup running back, I don't know how to say his freaking name, Kini Nwanku. Is that how you say it? He looked freaking awesome last week. So that is a great stash. Uh, if you're in Dynasty, I'm sure he's owned, but deeper leagues, 14-team leagues. Might not be a bad bench stash because he looked better than Alexander Madison running that football. I was going to say, I was pretty oh. sure it was pronounced Alexander Madison, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's a weird uh, way to spell it, I guess. 
It's got that weird little German B in it. <laughs> There's yeah, this weird so, B. Yeah. I don't know where this B is coming from. So anyway, we'll wait for the full information to come out, but just stash your guy because if this does come down on Cook, I mean, not great. So moving on. Kamara, mysterious injury popped up today on the injury report. Did not practice. Um, obviously, Mark Ingram just got traded there. He will be the backup. But, I mean, are we, are we making something of this or we think it's like nothing? It's pretty worrisome to me. The fact that they haven't said anything about this and he's not practicing. And uh, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. As a Kamara owner, it scares the shit out of me. So the thing that makes me so concerned about this is that, and this is another, this is another can of worms, but Sleeper published this thing. It was like, uh, the Saints are signing a third string running back. So Kamara's injured. And it's like, I don't understand how that relates. There was some, worries that he hurt his knee in the game, but still ran for a touchdown afterwards. So it's obviously not as bad and it doesn't seem like they're giving us any diagnosis as of yet. So, I mean, I assume that this is just a precaution at the moment, but once again, this could be one of those news things where we recorded on Tuesday and uh, we find out the real news tomorrow. So I, you're monitoring this for sure. You're not, you're not just like, Oh, this is nothing. But as of right now, that, that question or that no practice today was definitely the biggest worry that I've gotten. Yeah, it's and, Mark, and Mark Ingram's probably owned in your league, so uh actually I just picked him up in a league. I was pretty happy. Oh, about really? That. Okay. Yeah. Well it's hey, a it's a it's a light bench league though. Maybe go check the waivers just I in think it's case. about sixty percent is what he's owned right now. He's not officially out or anything, but it's Wednesdays... worrisome though, because I mean Derrick Henry came back into play last week and then all of a sudden he's out for the whole season with a broken foot. <laughs> well, so that's true. That is true. It's okay. it's I don't like it. All right. Well, We'll move on to the next thing. So right pretty much as we got done recording last week, Odell Beckham Jr. was officially released from the Actually, uh, no, technically he, he was just officially released on Monday. Well, okay, it was announced that he was going to be released, yeah. which you know officially came through yesterday. Sorry. Don't mean to be that guy. Well, okay. But still, I told people to play OBJ because it was a get-right game, and that did not happen. So OBJ, uh, we – Probably by the time you're listening to this, he may even have it figured out, but it seems like he's down to the Packers, Chiefs, and Saints. Who do we think is the best fit for OBJ currently? Honestly, the, the news that is coming out. Um, so this actually goes a combination of what I said and a combination of what you said, Bill. And I you know, hate admitting you're right, but I think he's worried about being the second fiddle. Um, so going to KC or going to Green Bay, as of right now, he's been linked to Green Bay and New England uh, and the Saints. And I think New England and the Saints make the most sense because he's the number one dude immediately and they're a playoff team, automat- well, not automatically, but at the moment. So I think New England makes the most sense because Mac Jones having a young quarterback there, that could be something that he could not boss around, but something that he could do his shenanigans with. But if you went to Green Bay or Rodgers, if, if he doesn't if he doesn't act right, Aaron Rodgers is going to be like, nah. And it sounds like Green, Green Bay is uh, trying to get him there. And Devontae Adams offered his home to him. But I don't know if he I don't know if he really wants to be second fiddle now that I'm looking at it. He is championship chasing. I will still say that because obviously. But I think when it comes down to it, there's two quarter or two teams. So Rodgers is the type of guy that could deal with OBJ's personality. He would put him in his place. He would t- kind of take control of that situation. So I think that is useful. Uh, the Chiefs make a ton of sense uh, from a from a football standpoint because Patrick Mahomes needs that second wide receiver. He needs someone else out there. Um, but in my eyes, it's between those two. My only worry is I don't know if Patrick Mahomes can 
deal with that type of personality on the team. He yeah, doesn't seem I, like that vote. I mean, he's vocal, but he doesn't seem like he's putting people where they need well, to Well, he would be better than the bunch of kindergartners he has running around out there that are not named Tyreek Hill and Josh Gordon. Yeah. So that would be better. And, and Travis Kelsey. Well, okay. I meant receiver wise, but yeah. I mean, he's pass catchers, Kelsey as well. So who's your call, Bill? I'll tell you what. I hope it's not the Saints. Do you want another disgruntled wide receiver there? You already have one that's just they can't not really af- they can't really afford him. The only reason I think he he would go there is just because he would be the number one. He would be the number one. That him and that and the Patriots. I, I think get that, that, but man, if you thought Baker Mayfield was bad, wait till you get to Trevor Simeon. You'll you'll see some bad. But yeah, I actually think the Pats would make the most sense for him if he wants to do everything he wants to do. That team is going up right now. I think it would have been hilarious if he had signed there like as soon as he got released so that he could play Brown the Browns this weekend potentially, but I don't think Bill Belichick would have done that anyway. But so, I just think he does not belong on the Chiefs and the Packers. That is a powder keg that is already about to explode as it is. I don't know. Uh, dark Horse here, we'd be doing a disservice without saying it. Darius Slay did tweet, we, hey, we haven't played the Giants yet, and we got two games matching up, so... Not gonna it's happen, not but... going to be the Eagles. You Just... don't know that. <laughs> well, he said contender. And... Okay, <clears throat> moving on. Moving oh, on. Um, <laughs> we'll do, this is a quick story, so we don't need to talk about it. Darnold is going to be out this week, and PJ Walker is going to be in. They also brought in Matt Barkley. I'm kind of curious why they didn't call Cam Newton, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Matt Rule said they're exploring all options at quarterback, but it appears that PJ Walker is their guy, at least until Darnold comes back. In the future, I don't even know if that's a Darnold job to have. But quickly, what do you all think they should do at quarterback? Cut Darnold. <laughs> all right, now that's that's just, <laughs> that's just ludicrous, Joe. <laughs> um, so I, my my logic here is to go sign Cam Newton. Go get yourself a new quarterback, man. PJ Walker didn't look good. I actually I I'm, I'm loving me some XFL boys and AF AF guys going out there and having a shot. But you know if if Darnold or not Darnold, PJ Walker goes out there and stinks it up again. You got to You have a chance at the playoffs right now, and you don't have it with him if that's how he played the other day. So I don't know. I would yeah. love to see Philip Rivers get shot down there. <laughs> I don't know. I, if Philip was going Tampa like Bay, or he was we'll talking see. to New Orleans about that because he was down the road basically, and it, he's like, "Oh, my high school team's done, so uh, I can play now." But I, yeah, I may be cool, but it would be a great story, and I want to see it. Yeah. Um, I just want to remind Carolina, um, you had Teddy Bridgewater, you, you traded him. He's, he's better than Darnold. Um, you, you could have had Mac Jones. You, you didn't draft him. You drafted JC Horn. Who's out for the season. Could have drafted yeah, Justin Fields. Yeah. Uh, you, you chose not to do that Thank either. You, Carolina. Hey, um, to, to be fair. Okay. I, I feel like y'all are throwing a lot of shade at Sam Darnold right now. He's injured. He can't help that. I've been throwing he shade wasn't, on Sam He wasn't Darnold good before his injury. I mean, he, he played a couple of good games. He played a few then... good games, and he's had some struggles. He looked like shit last week. I agree, but I'm not I'm not ready to bury Sam Darnold just yet. Oh, my God, Josh. You you are holding on to a prayer there. He is not I'm not, good I'm not saying he's great. He's looked good for three games I, with the Panthers or whatever. I agree with you that there were better options there, and they should have drafted a quarterback, but they really – I don't know. I don't know why they didn't go Sam Darnold for now and draft a quarterback because then right now – 
Uh, they they I like still how you need a quarterback. Say I, we're, we just started throwing shade on Sam Darnold. I know. I, I didn't say that. I said you guys are throwing a lot of shade at him for being injured right now. Like They're Billy joined injured, in. Billy joined in. Oh, he's injured. He's injured. He sucks because he's injured. He sucks because he sucks. Okay. Anyway, screw the Panthers. No, no more Panther talk. That's not true. Cleveland Browns are currently running out of running backs right now. So Chubb and Demetric Felton are in COVID protocol. They are both uh, vaccinated, so they could be back by Sunday. You have to have two tests in two different days, which could be Saturday, Sunday. Um, but that leaves Dearness Johnson as the only healthy running back on the team. What do we think? Is it going to be Chubb? Is he going to be able to make it back? Or should people be firing up Dearness Johnson again? From what I'm seeing, even the vaccinated people aren't making it back by Sunday after hearing the news on Tuesday. So I, I think you're the safe bet is Dearness Johnson at this point, but hopefully Chubb does make it back. He just got back from his injury and he's looked really good last week, obviously. So I'm going to say Chubb's going to play because I'm just going to put that out there. Don't let, do that. that you're cursed, that. dude. Why would you yeah. do that? No, I need it. I need it to happen. The curse okay. needs to be broken somehow, and it will be through Nick Chubb. I don't know if I like that because you are cursed. But Nick Chubb's we'll not see. playing anymore, guys. Just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can pretty much just drop him now. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Last thing I have for news. Taunt This taunting rule sucks. So Garbage. on Monday Night Football... Uh, Joe's boy Cassius Marsh from the Bears had an absolutely ridiculous taunting penalty, and I just I don't know. I just it needs to be said the rule sucks. The rule sucks, and it cost your Bears the win. I think, dude, no, they had a chance. That whole game, the I mean that that tackle outside of the tight end box or that block outside of the tight end box was bullshit. The dude tripped. He did not even touch the defender. We got a touchdown removed. Justin Fields is getting the Cam Newton treatment. He's getting lit up back there. But Mario Edwards lightly presses Brent Ben Roethlisberger, and we get a unnecessary roughness call. It was that whole game was fucking garbage, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit. The one thing that no one is talking about is how sweet that fucking ninja kick was. The after ninja the kick sack. was amazing. It was a pretty good kick. I feel poster. like it. Yeah, I feel like it got overshadowed by the whole. Penalty. It was clean. It was a clean roundhouse kick. Loved it. No. Okay. Well, that kind of makes a perfect segue into the one-minute recaps. So, since my team dominated, I will let you losers go first. I'll go first since we were just talking about the Bears. Justin Fields looked fucking awesome. The refs fucked us and robbed us out of a win right there. The roundhouse kick was sweet. David Montgomery looks healthy. There's a lot to like about the Bears going going forward here, coming out of the bye. Um, Allen Robinson showed some life, even though he hurt his hamstring. Darnell Mooney scored two touchdowns, so it's starting to come to better. That's a source of fantasy points for everyone, which is huge. The problem is Kendall Vildor couldn't stop anything. I think they said <laughs> passers have 140 QBR targeting him. So uh, we got to figure out something during the bye week, you know. Maybe put one of those uh, tackling dummies out there that might be able to stop passes better. I don't know, but uh, I'm happy for the Bears. I'm happy. As soon as we fire Nagy and get a real coach in there, I think we're on the right track. I agree. That was, a, that was, was an actual great. good one minute, Joe. Usually you just kind of flounder about and talk about how the Bears are trash cans. I'm usually very <laughs> depressed for the one minute recap. That's how you bang on a trash can or whatever. 
That's true. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get to uh, other slightly depressing news. Um, the Eagles, they played good. Honestly, I don't really have many complaints other than our defense not being able to stop anyone ever. Um, it was good to see Herbert do good again, but it wasn't good to see him do good against the Eagles. But uh, no, I mean, uh, Devonta Smith actually had a good game, caught a touchdown, actually had 100 yards. Uh, our running game is still working somehow and still we're still using it. That's nice. Uh, Jalen Hurts has turned into more of a, not a game manager, but uh, use them when you need them instead of just hurling the ball down the field and scrambling about. So I like that a lot, but uh, the defense is garbage and uh, we can't stop anything. And that slay injury is really scary to me right now. Cause if he doesn't play, we're really screwed. Yeah. I thought y'all played well though. I mean, no, it was a great game. It was back and forth the entire time. Yeah, I loved it. I, I think there were signs of improvement and I swear to God, if the Eagles, draft a quarterback in the first round. I just think that's such a bummer for them. They could really build something around Hurts. See, I don't, everybody keeps talking about, they should sit him for Minshew. That's, these are actual reports now. It's not just like people heard that one comment, but pe- people are actually saying that they should, they should give Minshew a shot, see what he can do. And I was like, Hurts isn't the problem. That's not why we're losing. It's our defense. Put Minshew out there. It's going to be the same, same situation. We're going to score 20 points and the other team's going to score 24. I mean, I don't, I don't have any problem with the way the Eagles played on Sunday other than their defense would be a little bit better. Like one stop. That's all we needed. Right. Okay. Well, I'll get on to mine. I have a little musical assist here, so I'm going to, I'm going to play that real quick. See if people can play it or listen to it. So this, this was a good week for the Browns. The, the, uh, the sky was blue. The, uh, Battle of Ohio went to the better team in Ohio, which was Cleveland Browns. Baker looked great. Chubb looked great. DPJ proved that he was the best three initials on that team. And the team just kind of felt, I don't know, what's the word for it? It felt a little like freer, like a little better. But I don't know. There was just something that felt good about it. But I'm going to let this song, song explain it. And as my girl Aretha Franklin says, hey, we are free from the OBJ chains. Boy, this defense is, or this offense is going to the moon. To the moon. You really Sorry. think that? Had to get my Aretha Franklin. Yes. Uh, I love great. how they win. This, they is exactly, win. this is exactly what I wanted this team to look like. And without OBJ's dark cloud of nonsense over the team, 41 points. Bengals look like trash cans. It was great. I don't have one of those props, otherwise I'd get it out. But I just I feel like I hope you keep the same energy next week. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't want you just like getting all hyped oh, about one win. This, you know, this week is a a uh, winner. You know, winner go home match. Like this is this is you know a prove it game for both of the teams in the uh, Cleveland Pats game. Whoever wins that game is going places. But let's get on to right wrong really. Who wants to start with rights this week? I can start. I'm pretty excited about mine. So my favorite thing about it too, is uh, this right is that, you know, I've kind of been, I've been seeing him on waiver wire lists and I've been telling people since the off season. And then once again, like in week six before his return for Sean Bateman, um, he's still only owned in 29% of leagues. And I think this is actually your last chance. I feel like we said this a couple of times, but personally I say go grab him now. 
Um, six targets in his first two games and then eight in his last game. It's only a matter of time before they like thoroughly unleash him. I feel like he's just now fully getting fully healthy and they've been using him since then. So I, I, I just don't see why he's not rostered in 70 to 80% of leagues at this point, other than the fact that he's a rookie and people don't know who he is. So go grab him if you can. If not, maybe trade for him because I don't think he's really worth that much. He has a couple 11 point games, but I'm just excited about. It. I'm, I'm excited. A, a call went right on the watch. I've had some pretty good ones. I haven't really gloated about them, but I wanted to gloat on one of those. I like the Bateman call, man. He looks good. Mm-hmm. He's what that team needs, honestly. So, yeah. all right. So my right for the week is Mr. Patty Fryermuth, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers tight end. Um, I've been kind of banging the drum on this guy for a little bit here, and he has three touchdowns in the last two weeks. Um, I think I told you guys to play him in daily last week. He would have gotten you two touchdowns if you did. Um, the, he looks awesome. I mean, you have these crazy catches from Mike Gusecki. You have Darren Waller. You have Kittle. You have all these big, big tight ends, and he has every bit of the talent, I think, that those guys have. It's just a matter of time before he really takes off. I, love, I uh I am very happy that I got to play me some Pat for your Muth for Muth. Uh because Muth is loose. Not, not I didn't even need him. I actually already won the game, but it was just extra points to add to my thing. But I had to pick him up because Hawkinson was on that buy, and I was like, Yeah, let's give him a shot. And I don't think I'm gonna drop him now. I think I'm just gonna I keep wouldn't. him. Better than Hawkinson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Do you want to talk about Kyle Pitts? <laughs> I no, I don't. Pitts, I'm just so. kidding. All right, my right is J.C. Jackson. So I was on Jordan's podcast banging the drum for J.C. Jackson early in the season because he is an interception ball hawk uh, cornerback, and I thought he was going to take over stuff on Gilmore, and he is exceeding expectations. Um, In any IDP league that you're in, he is scoring more than enough. This week, and he had a pick six. Um, he just looks good, and I think that he is a, the rare cornerback that you can start an IDP and actually feel confident that he's going to get the amount of points you need from a non-safety. So I just think I'm going to take my victory lap on J.C. Jackson right now. Good one, man. Yeah, you. Went, I, I saw your uh, right, wrong, really, and you went a little different. You you went a little less fantasy, a little uh, a little IDP in there too. I love it. Yeah, I, I like, I like touching all. You I like touching me all in the, the defense league. With J.C. Jackson. Yes, the defense. And everyone league. else on your team. Yeah, yeah. everyone else. I had a week, an all-time week in the defensive league, and J.C. Jackson was one of those cornerstones for I that. Looked, I think I looked at it the first, like, 20 minutes of our game, and then I just never looked at it again. <laughs> anyway, I was texting the group chat. I was like, I think this is the most all-time points in this. I don't know that. I'm just – I'll have to check. I know Brandon had a really good game once, so yeah. it, it seemed like a lot of points from a def- defensive team. It's pretty um, wild. Okay, let's get on to wrongs. I'll actually start this one because what, I dude? Think... I wanted to finally do it. Just wait. Just wait. Right. So my wrong, say. yes, for real. My wrong is the Urban Meyer Pint House fiasco. I guess we're not getting paid on this one. So our guy, <laughs> Urban Meyer, and no, we're not. Our guy, Urban Meyer, and I'll play it in a second, actually grinded his way to a 2-1 and one record since that trip. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. 
He just needed to get the blood flowing. And I'm telling you what, I mean, I'm not saying the team looks different because they play like absolute dog shit on Saturday, but or on Sunday, but the uh, the Bills play just that much worse. And the GOAT, Josh Allen, who's on the Jaguars, decided to have like an all-time game. But maybe that trip and that incident was actually a good thing, something that galvanized the team. I don't know. I still think Urban Meyer is a bad coach. I think that team's terrible. But I can't argue. You can't argue with the results. Two and one since that trip. You know, I got to give him his due. Yeah, he needed it. Pick, piggybacking off the Bills, though, because my wrong is Josh Allen, the quarterback Josh Allen, who threw and was sacked and fumbled and all of the other Josh Allen, which just blows my mind. It's like we're living in an alternate universe here. Uh, I told everyone to play it. I mean, dude. One of the hottest quarterbacks in the league going in to play Jacksonville. I thought it was just going to be a points fiasco, and it was anything but. I feel really bad for anyone who had to watch that game. That was fucking pitiful. That's and, just some of that trap game stuff, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that just happens. It's look ahead. He was looking ahead to Mike White, who he plays this yeah. week. Mickey Blanco. <laughs> Speaking of, Mike White is back. And we are all Hell excited yeah. about it. I know yeah. one of you guys has him in the game preview, right? I don't know. Maybe me. I do. I don't know. And you better right. believe he's in there. All right. <laughs> well, you guys really, really made them wait for this one. And I'm happy for it because I'll finally admit I was wrong about Kyle Pitts. He had two really good. Oh, wait. No, he didn't. He had three catches last game. Okay, never mind. We'll, we'll get to him maybe some other time. Uh, my wrong, I'm actual wrong. I just, I just do that. Cause I know there's somebody out there like, God damn it. I forgot hate Josh. Uh, my real wrong was actually Kenny Galladay. Um, I was all over this guy in the off season. I, I thought it was a tremendous value and there was a reason for that value. Uh, and it's not because of him. It's because of New York. I, I mean, I knew the giants weren't good, but I didn't know that they could actually make Galladay look bad. And yeah. I know he's been injured and, you know, kind of take that for what it's worth the last five, six weeks. But I mean, when he, I thought when at least when he was out there he'd be a number one guy and I he just hasn't um, I just I thought he would be the dude in New York and it would be like nine targets or nine catches a game for nine ninety yards and nine touchdowns no, I'm just kidding that's a little excessive but um, I, I don't know I, I'd say I'm holding out hope for him uh, but honestly every week it's like a new running back a new wide receiver that's the guy on that team at the time and I mean I think at this point I don't know when you guys' trade deadlines are but. I think if he has a good game before the trade deadline in your league, you try to flip him real quick and be like, he's the only healthy wide receiver on New York. And, you know, he's an athlete, but I just, and he'll probably be fine, but I just, you're not excited about it anymore. I mean, I, I'm, I'm over it. Like I hope he does it, but it doesn't look very promising. I can't wait for with Galladay. Go on, Bill. I was going to say, I can't wait for Galladay's dad to make a, a video <laughs> a with video. all of his bad throws from <laughs> Daniel Jones. I'm sure that that video that would be epic. Yeah. The thing that sucks with Galladay is I've I've had him on the drop Galladay for this person page so many times, and I just can't bring myself to drop him because I know how talented he is. No, it really I, sucks. Sad. He's not droppable though. Like I mean, could you? Yeah, but you shouldn't. I'm just because I've talent. had you've seen my curses, man. I've had some dire straits where I need some people. Oh, you know. that's why I shouldn't have drafted him because you're cursed. Yeah. I was about to say, I feel like I was cursed, but honestly, most of my cursed players are now on other teams thriving. So, yeah, guys, my curse is so real that I'm going to do the daily segment later. And if you go play the exact opposite of this team, you will win the million dollars. I promise you. Oh, speaking of for daily, I was thinking about doing that, like not that, but going and (laughs) finding the best players on all the teams that I'm playing 
and just build a roster out of it. Yeah. So that way you're just kind of like, I mean, yeah, you're, you're not. Can't you know, go if, wrong. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like, oh shit, uh, I'm playing Dalvin Cook and Dalvin Cook got 30 points against me, but I played him in daily. That's like hedging your emotions right there. That's, I know. You like that's that? That's interesting. Well, yeah. It's, it's kind of like playing a fantasy football quarterback against your NFL team. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're kind of like, like, like I had Herbert going last week. So I was like, yes, but like, stop. I'm going to I'm actually going to start doing that when OU plays in playoff games. I'm just going to start betting heavy on the other team so that way if we win, I'm happy if they lose. Yep. I made some money. I love it. Fair man. enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's actually pretty quick little right wrong really. I'm proud we of this. We haven't done the reallys yet. Oh yeah, we haven't done the reallys. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we haven't done the reallys yet. Okay. Um yeah, go ahead. You all can start. My really is is just week 9 in general. That was fucking pathetic. I mean, how many upsets were there? Were there Eight this week, something like that. It was definitely God. It was a bad week of football. That's all I got. Oh, that's it. Okay, sorry. I was like (laughs) expecting. I mean, to be fair, it really. You went with my quick thing. So I, I played you, Joe, and I don't apologize. This isn't me bragging at all. I I had like the only like four players who actually had good weeks. I looked at like, oh, I wonder if I'm the highest scorer this week, and it was like me by a long shot. Like the other people in our, we have a high scoring league. I mean, there's a elite 200 club. That only a few of us are a part of. So it's like, you know, right around 180s, 160s. Like, that's a good game. And I was at 170, and the, the closest was 112 or 180. Yeah, I feel like Jonathan something. Taylor on your team against me probably had higher points than a lot of other teams in our league did this week. Yeah, Jonathan Not Taylor wrong. did good. That was nice. I appreciate that. But then Herbert and Keenan Allen combo was really nice. But anyway, sorry, man. I'm not, I wasn't bragging about that. I was just really Sounds saying, like, like well, like, I, okay, kind of. I won. I won a game, seventy-two to like sixty-four, and it was. I mean, it's a low, lower scoring league, but like a hundred's the average, and I, I won that game. And it was just, it was just a silly week, man. So, but yeah, I am bragging. I did beat Joe. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, like uh, my my really, I just I haven't talked about the Eagles enough yet, so. I'm going to talk about Nick Sirianni and it's not that I'm mad about them with their conceded effort to run the ball these last few weeks, but I just, I'm mad that you're finally doing it now. Like it makes me wonder what this team could have been like in the first place. If we just did this, like I'm, I'm not saying we would have won this game or we would have won that game. Cause you can't look back at stuff like that. But did, did Sirianni just hate Miles Sanders? Was, did he just not want him to do yes, well? He really I, did. I don't understand. Like we, we bring Howard up from the practice squad and we're like, let's give him the ball 12 times. We didn't even do that for Sanders. Who was our starting running back. Uh, I, I, I don't understand. Every running back's getting 10, 10 yards or 10 carries a game. And I don't know, you know, Sanders was averaging five yards per carry on like eight a game. So I don't, I don't know. Like if that productivity was there, imagine 20 carries to Sanders right now, which is what I've been saying the whole year. But um, I don't know. I, I just, this game in general, like we look like an actual football team, at least against the chargers and running the ball. Obviously we beat the lions, which I, it's hard to, you know, really hang your hat on that. But um, honestly, like at this point, every close game is just pushing us further and further out of playoff contention. And Billy, you're thinking they're already out, but you're actually wrong. Technically we have the easiest five game stretch and with Washington, New York, New York, New York, Washington, and Eagles never make anything easy, but being three and six, that doesn't any close game effectively kills our hopes at this point. And I was saying we needed to win two of these three, which we lost to the Chargers. Denver just skunked the Cowboys, and I mean then then the Saints, which they're kind of a train wreck right now. So I mean I guess it's possible, but I don't know. 
It's a whole thing. So you all anyway. don't want to. You all don't want to be in the playoffs. Like, stop. You all I, need to get a high draft pick. I do. And man, underdogs, bro. Back. Underdogs, bro. We got three draft picks, man. We're fine. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like you want higher draft picks than we did that shit I, last year. We did it all to get Devonta Smith. Now we got three draft picks. We're gonna pick other people. Okay, you need more than him, but all right, anyway, it's the not more, it's a, the the moral no of the story here is what would have happened if we could have ran the fucking ball the whole year. Yeah, yeah. Miles Sanders is probably wondering the same thing on the sideline. Okay, my really is Joe Burrow. So I think he was kind of a, a really good play in DFS this past week against Cleveland, where Cleveland has been horrible in the I secondary. I did too, I did and too. I still won money despite Joe Burrow because of my boy, you. my I boy didn't. Olamide Zacchaeus. He he's the reason I won money, but. Joe Burrow, what happened, man? Like two weeks ago, like I think Mickey Blanco stole Joe Burrow's power. Like this is a Space Jam situation because <laughs> now Joe Burrow looks like not great. <laughs> not great at all. Mixon had a great game against Cleveland. Joe Burrow did not. And he has not played well in two weeks. This bye week that they have coming up is much needed for him to get back on track. But there's not an injury. There's like – you know, I don't know what happened to him. So, Joe Burrow, please come back to uh, come back to us. Joe Burrow is currently one on one with uh, the kids on Moron Mountain. <laughs> yeah, to get his power show. back from Mike yeah. White. No, he's assembling Mickey, the Mickey squad. Blanco. Yeah, I, it's sad, man. Because honestly, like you thought, like the the Jets game was just a fluke. Because that happens. I mean, that's what happened this week. There's a lot of weird flukes this week. Right. But Pat Mahomes threw for 166 yards. What the fuck? A weird week. Mm. But, NFL. There's always yeah. one of these weeks, though. Yeah, there really is. Survivor pools probably got annihilated. Oh, somebody. Um, oh, never mind. That was against the Lions. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. On to the watch. Josh. All right. Well, let's watch the. Let's watch it up. Let's watch some of those two percenters and three percenters, and maybe even some thirty percenters. Uh, but also, you know, in, in addition to maybe who you should pick up, let's also talk about some trade targets. Uh, I'm not even sure when trade deadlines are for people. Most leagues I'm in don't have them or they, you know, people, there's a common courtesy going on. So, um, if you got your trade deadline coming up, we got some of those as well. So let's start off with, uh, let's talk about him one more time just cause I love him. Rashad Bateman. It's the last time I will tell you, go pick him up 29% owned. Uh, he is scoring 10 points a game at this point. And if you haven't already, and if somebody hasn't, you should, uh, you know, Benjamin, uh, is my new, uh, running back love right now for this week. I picked him up, I think in like three leagues with chase Edmonds out for likely three weeks. Although I don't think the IR designation had been official at this point. I believe, Eno will slide into that role. I don't think he's going to get as much pass catching. Uh, he did have nine carries for 29 and a touchdown last week. Uh, he's at least worth that speculative ad. I don't know what his patch pass catching prowess is. I think some of those passes are going to go to Ertz, though. So um, just keep an eye out, 2%. I mean, you can worth a stash for a week. Uh, Brandon Bolden uh, is my number one pickup this week. Uh, it is with Stevenson and Harris, both limited. I believe they both have concussions. Bolden should see some additional snaps here. I get it. He's a little, you know, this, this is just a plug and play here. But if if both of them are, are sidelined, he could have a huge role. So definitely think about that. And a man, Jordan Howard, is somehow only owned in 30% of leagues. I guess it's because people like Jordan, Jordan Howard's old. The man is 26 years old. Uh, or, oh, this man, you know, he's in the timeshare. He's the only dude there that's doing anything. No offense to Boston Scott and Gainwell. So 
Um, he's got a couple of tough matchups these next two weeks, and but they did officially sign him to the team this Wednesday, and he would have to clear waivers at this point if they're going to drop him. So something to note, like he's on the team, and I, I, I feel like the Eagles are poised enough to give him the, the touches at this point. So even if Sanders comes, or if, when Sanders comes back, I should say, hopefully. Uh, Mr. DPJ, um, he's a bit big play dependent, uh, only owned in 12% of leagues, but with OBJ out, it is now DPJ's turn. The, the trio of uh, whatever the acronym you want to call it is initials. But anyway, so take a shot in the dark here and hope that Baker likes this guy and maybe he's not a problem to the thing here. He does like him. Yeah, well, I mean, I just feel like he's a good game fill-in. I would just kind of think of him like a DJX, like a, oh, shit. Like he's there they have a bad as, secondary, that kind of situation. Yeah, bad secondary or playing like the Chiefs, someone who's going to score. Well, I don't the, know about that, the Chiefs anymore, but a team that's going to play score a lot of points. Yeah, that, that thing, that kind of um, thing. And then speaking of DJX, uh, DJX, he's on my list. Uh, 3% of leagues, he just signed with the Raiders and uh, not like he needs to learn the playbook to run deep. So I don't know. I just feel like it could be a good snag. I mean, I imagine he's going to slide right into that Ruggs role. So I'll say Henry Ruggs route tree could not have been that complicated. Run deep, maybe slant, maybe turn around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, there's probably, there's, there's gotta be some, some quick learning for him uh, that he'll be able to go through. Uh, and then, you know, that's it for uh, waiver wire ads, but uh, let's go to some trade targets. Like I said, that's uh, coming up. So Mr. Gronkowski uh, season's going on more and more people could be getting tired of holding on to him right now uh, with that second injury here. Uh, maybe slide a quick trade their way. See what uh, this, if the second injury has lowered their price tag might be able to just get him in free agency as well. I could see people dropping him if uh, this back spasm thing is the thing I basically was forced to drop him and trade him. So I, I get it. I gave up on him. Uh, Logan Thomas, uh, same thought here. Uh, maybe they found their tight end replacement. Maybe they, they're just done with them. So might have to pay a little bit more for Logan Thomas just because of where he was drafted, but maybe not. I mean, people could be tired of it and watching that out on their bench the whole time. So might be able to throw like a wide re- wide receiver four or like a running back if the team is needy. I just, I wouldn't buy too much, but, and then actually my, my, one of my buys is OBJ right now. Uh, at this point, I assume he's signed somewhere by the time you're listening to this. If he isn't, you know, I'm sorry. But he's going to a championship, most likely a good QB. I mean, at this point, a championship team. So I just feel like it's a bit of a lottery ticket. But if you trade for him like right now and he's not on a team, I think that could pay off for you depending on where he goes. Like I said, it's a lottery ticket. You know, you got Green Bay, you got Aaron Rodgers, you got KC, you got Patrick Mahomes, you got uh, New England, Mac Jones, only target. So just something to think about. I mean, even after the trade, Think about getting him before he plays that first game. Uh, and then the Eagles uh, had to talk about them. Dallas Goddard, Devonta Smith, the only two people really worth rostering um, or at least, you know, playing. So after a slow couple weeks, uh, people might be off of Goddard at this point. So it might be a good idea to take a stab at that. That uh, person is dumb. What? That anybody who's off of Goddard. I just saw Smith, a seven. maybe, but Tyree Jackson's coming for that tight end one spot. <laughs> I do love me some Tyree Jackson, but not this year. Uh, that's going to be a whole split thing next year. I mean, he might have some good games here and there, but um, just just see if that Ertz trade has worn off of that owner by Goddard. Some people might be dumb and be like, he only scored seven points last week, so you know. But uh, also, people could be done with uh, predicting whether Devonta Smith is going to do it or not. So. Uh, the Eagles have that cakewalk of a schedule that I mentioned, uh, Washington, three giant, three, three New Yorks and a Washington. So, um, yeah, by them, they got a really easy schedule. I think that's week 11 through 15 or no 12 through 16. So look at that. 
when you can. And honestly, really, an Eagles running back wouldn't be a bad idea, but I, I'm not guessing that. Uh, and then Gibson, even without his injuries, Gibson hasn't been the best this year, so I think you can capitalize on his lack of playing uh, and injury. So might be able to pay a little less than what people expect at this point and could come into form late. I, I don't know. I'm not super excited, but something to think about. And then it's one of my favorite, like kind of add-ons here. Like Kenny Drake could be kind of just be a little add-on to a trade. Uh, no one really wants him to be good. And his projection has been slipping under like seven <clears throat> and six the last few weeks, but he's scoring 11 the last three or four weeks at this point. I don't understand why nobody's starting him because they see that six and they go, Oh yeah, I can't start him. He's only projected six. People look at that shit. Like they're like, Oh, it says six. Some people literally put their lineup together like that. So mm-hmm. um, this is, this is one of those guys that not only should be starting most weeks if you're, you know, if you need him. Um, but honestly, I don't think you'd have to pay much for him. So I'd like to throw him in like a little combo trade. And then uh, this originally started off just being Mike Williams, but uh, Joe mentioned Amari Cooper and practically the same guy, except, you know, Amari is kind of on the backside of it at this point. So I don't know. I feel like, both had a great, pretty great start. Amari's kind of just doing his thing where he scores 40 and then zero. Uh, but honestly, those you still have to pay something for these guys. Mike Williams has kind of slipped, slacked off the last few weeks, even in a pretty good offensive showing from Herbert. So owners might be a little more willing to trade him, but uh, especially now that he's not scoring 40 points every game, but you're still going to have to pay the price tag. And then for Amari, I, uh, I don't think you have to pay much for Amari right now. Um, the, the Dallas Cowboys, after being embarrassed, are looking a little rough, so... The Cowboys uh, have a phenomenal fantasy playoff schedule. That's the reason I threw Amari in there. No, no, no. I get you it. Know, I, I even like Lamb just... coming off the injury or Pollard. Pollard's down. A lot of people are down on him. I think it's a good time to buy some, uh, some Cowboys. I've been trying to buy Amari all year. No one will sell him to me. Like Everybody know, everybody sees that 40 and they go, he could do that again. And it's like, yeah, yeah no shit. Exactly but you it. never know when it's going to happen. Right. So, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't even look at their schedule. But I just, I feel like people might be a little scared off of Dallas after losing to Denver. So. Right. Um, and then this is a uh, compliments to the chef Billy over here. Uh, Saquon Barkley also has a juicy playoff matchup. Most of these people are playing NFC East teams and they're pretty much all garbage defenses. So um, he's going to be a bit pricey just for his name. Uh, but I think when healthy, he can be an asset and I don't need, I don't need to sell you on Saquon. Just see if, see if that injury is uh, see, see if that te- that guy needs some players right now. And he's got like a three and five record, three and six record needs some wins. So, um, and then, Back to another injured running back, Kareem Hunt. Uh, Cleveland's clearly a better team when Hunt is there, disregarding last week. Um, I think he's inching closer and closer to being back, and I think he's out another week here. So hopefully the owner is just needy as well there and has that slacking record like I'm talking about. And then uh, Mr. Scary Terry, another NFC East team, playing a bunch of NFC East players. Uh, He's coming off that bye and not-so-great weeks. Not bad, but not great. So I think recency bias is your friend here. Uh, just seeing, I'm, I don't really know what's happening with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know if he's coming back. Even if he doesn't, McLaurin's still getting the targets. Is he, is he out? I don't know. I, heard just, I, have, I have not heard any I've news heard, and that's very odd. I feel like it was like, oh, this is like a two, three week thing. And then that was that's like week what 10. I thought too. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's going on with that, but he's still getting nine targets a game at least. And sometimes like 12. So your floor is great and your ceiling's off the roof. Huh? All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, one, one more, let's finish this up. Uh, Mark Ingram uh, with this weird, vague, Kamara news that we're having. We kind of already talked about this, but you may have to pay a little bit here just because of that news. But I think he's worth a buy right now, especially if you own Kamara and you got like a, I don't know, maybe a Pollard throw at it. I don't, I don't know, something, something valuable, but not super valuable. You don't want to throw off your whole team. But um, if, if this Kamara news is actually true and he is out, 
Mark Ingram is immediately a top 15 running back. Yeah. I was amazed how he looks. I mean, for being mm-hmm. at his age, I mean, he knows the offense, but he just came right back in and looked great. So yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, I, I'm actually kind of shocked. I don't know why when they first got him, I even said something. I was like, yeah, he's back on the team. And I was like, wait, I'm thinking Lat Murray. Cause he's there last, you know, five years. Is, but Mark Ingram was also on the team and like, it's good to see him back in the saints. I, I don't know why I kind of think of like them as the same guy can fill in really well. And when they are the starter, they're great. Just, you know, great compliment yeah. to Kamara. Good filling. No, I like okay. it. Joe, take us away. All right, guys, let's get into some daily dives uh, for the day. Um, I'll start off with my star of the week here. I'm going to go with Mike Evans. We've got a banged up Chris Godwin, a banged up AB. Gronkowski's still recovering. Um, I think Mike Evans goes absolutely nuts this week against Washington. Um, he's going to eat. So I got him for two touchdowns. That is my star of the week here. Now I'm gonna switch up the daily plays a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw two names out there that I like, and I'm gonna get your guys' comments on them. See what you want to see. You like it? Okay. Wait, I have okay. to. I get to participate. Yeah. Nice. I thought you'd like nice. that. So my my quarterback, my pay up segment is Josh Allen at 7900 versus the Jets, or Dak Prescott at 6900 versus Atlanta. What's Mickey what Blanca's? Mickey <laughs> I, don't, I don't want him against Buffalo, but hmm. I love how you got two guys who just came off of shitty weeks. I know that's it's dude. Cool. I love it because people are going to be overlooking that. It's recency probably guys. Josh Allen, right? Yeah, um, because Marcus May is out for the season now, and I think the defense looks scary on the Jets. I know it's the Jets, but like their secondary was with Marcus Marcus May a decent one. And now I don't think they're going to be very good at all. So I also think I they're like pretty like Franklin Myers and their defensive line. They actually have a, a it's makeshift and it's new and it's young, but I think their defensive line is actually does have some talent on it. So they're going to have to pass. And I think Josh Allen, you know, he can still get those yards. I think it's Josh Allen strictly because of that Marcus May injury, but also because Dax, we don't know what Dax injury is right now. He did not look good last week. And I'm thinking that calf injury is still a problem. Not sure why Mike McCarthy played him in the at the end of the game there to get trash time touchdowns to the fourth string wide receiver. But no. just I, I I just I want to see it from Dak right now. Um, I want to see his that calf healthy. He he was running around. He looked fine, but he looked frazzled. I, I don't know yeah. if he's worried about getting hit again or what. So yeah. I have to go with Josh he, Allen. Something was off last week. Um, so I like Josh Allen. My thing for Josh Allen is. They're going against the Jets. I think Blanco is going to keep it a game, but I want the quarterback that or the the player in general that's going to have the ball in his hands all the time versus the Jets. Marcus May is out. The defense sucks. I like Josh Allen. My start here is Dak, though. Um, at 6,900, one, you save a 1000 bucks, but two, Atlanta is allowing 250 pass yards and two DDs on average, and that's to the likes of Tua, Zach Wilson, Heineke, and Danny Dimes. Uh, last week, I think the Broncos, all they really accomplished was kicking the Hornets nest here by beating the Cowboys that bad in their home stadium. I think Dak's going for four touchdowns this week. I think it's going to be a big one. I will say good or even mediocre quarterbacks have done well against the Falcons. So naturally that, but I just, uh, that injury scares me the most, but I love how, so is this just a thing where you're going to kick it to us and then tell us we're wrong? Yeah. (laughs) Cool cool segment. That's some feedback. I like it. 
All right. So my pay down quarterbacks, by the way, Mickey Blanco is 5,100. He could make that list. He could be a very fun play. He's a great Against Buffalo. I would love yeah. it. That's a, I would, that would be a really ballsy play. play. <laughs> but no, I got a, I got two guys in the same game here as my pay downs. I got Wentz at 5,900 versus Jacksonville or T-Law at 5,300 versus Indy. What do you guys like? I'm not trusting T-Law for the life of me. So give me Wentz. Yeah. I'm taking Wentz in general, man. I, I, I'm, I'm digging the way he's playing right now. And T-Law is playing like shit. He throws to his tight ends. That's it. Yeah. And Jamal Agnew for some reason. I agree with it. My my argument for uh, Trevor Lawrence is uh, Indy's uh, defensive backs are trash with Kerry Willis being out. Um, so I think that's a high-scoring game, actually. Um, I think they put up a lot of points there, so I do like Trevor Lawrence. Maybe pair him with Marvin Jones, Dan Arnold, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, I would go Wentz here, though, as well. Uh, Wentz is on an absolute tear, and uh, I think Jacksonville gets humbled a little bit uh, going to Lucas Oil right there. So I like that one. All right, so I'm just going to run through these names here running back that I like to pay up for. If you guys have anything to say here, you're more than welcome to jump on that. Um, I got Dalvin, assuming he is the victim here, versus the Chargers at $8,000. The Chargers have given up 11 touchdowns to the running back position on the year. That's the third most, and I think Dalvin gets out there and absolutely eats against them. My second running back is Austin Eckler. He, he does it all. He's at 7,600. The Vikings are giving up over 100 rushing yards and six receptions on average to running backs. I don't think Eckler is going to re- leave the field in this game. It's going to be competitive. Uh, I just see him scoring all the points. And then I have my other two pay-ups are Najee at 7,900 versus the Lions. A little shaky last week versus the Bears, but he's going to get it back on track versus the Lions. Lions are giving up the third most points to the running back position, so I think Najee gets back to it. And then Leonard Fournette at 6,900 versus Washington. People might forget that Leonard Fournette is a top 10 running back this year. Washington is atrocious against the run, and that's crazy with that front seven. Uh, so I think at 6,900, Fournette's great. <clears throat> but I definitely want to get one or – actually, I want to get two of these guys in my lineup this week. Does one of those guys stand out to you? Honestly, three of them um all three of them except for cook and this is nothing against the whole situation that's going he just hasn't had that explosive game yet um and minnesota chargers seems, are worse in the league though this would I, be the week. i know that i know that but it's just in in my def, or in my defense here minnesota's just kind of they're mixing it up really well and i think this is going to be a close game throughout so i don't think there's ever a, a time where they're up and significantly and they're shoving cook down the throat so eckler had a pretty rough week last week against the Eagles, which was kind of surprising. They just didn't really use him, but um, I love him against Baltimore. So I, I, I you know, whatever. Sorry, uh, Minnesota purple team. Minnesota. Yeah. I, I mix the purple teams up. I don't know what it is. Last week they were playing each other, and I was like, wait, what is this? Um, so I like that. Uh, Najee is just going to have a. It's just going to be the game of his career right here already. Um, and then uh, who's the last one? Fournette. Seems too good to be Fournette. true with Najee, by the way. It does seem too no. good to be seems true. Seems like the, everybody's going to slot him into their lineup, and then he's going to have a dud, and we're going to be like, That's the oh, thing is everyone will have him. That's the only downfall for Daly. But Fournette, with all these injuries, Antonio Brown's still in a boot, Gronk's probably not back, whatever just happened with Godwin, it's Mike Evans and Fournette, baby. Like, yeah. was Scotty Miller going to go out there and score 40 points? Probably. Well, fuck, probably since I said Mike Evans will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So my, my pay downs this week. Um, so I, Johnson, I've already baby. said, I love Pollard at 4,600 versus Atlanta. Um, 
the the whole Zeke and his knee thing is worrisome to me because they are they do have Super Bowl aspirations this team. So I think this is the time they take a little bit off Zeke's plate. Pollard has been very effective, and at forty six hundred versus Atlanta, I think that's a great value. Uh, I got Naheem Hines at five thousand versus Jacksonville. Um, Mac was a healthy scratch last week. Hines came back and he looked like he normally does um, on there. So why didn't they really, trade Mac? I don't know. So silly, puzzling, craziness. Josh, I got your boy Kenyon Drake fifty one hundred versus KC. They are using that man, and I think Kansas City they're eventually going to bust out of this rut here. So I think Las Vegas is going to have to keep up. Maybe it's a little bit of a shootout here. So I do like Drake. Now, my absolute bargain bin, and these are two guys that uh, are it's really dependent on injury here. So Mark Ingram versus uh, versus Tennessee. If Kamara does not play, he is 4,500. And Devin Singletary, if Zach Moss does not play this week, well, he's got a concussion or something right now, uh, Devin Singletary can slot in there, and he's playing the Jets. So I think he gets a lot of run, and that's at 4,700. So keep your eye on those injuries and slot those dudes because you can build a sweet lineup with that type of savings there. Any comments, concerns? No, I'm actually, I'm actually just writing this fair. down. Will you just send this to me? Because I want all these. I'm, I'm going to make yeah. a daily lineup while I'm in Vegas. Yeah. Me- okay, sorry. Did you mention Devante? Javante, right? No? I did not mention yes. Javante. This is the first got, time he has not been on this list. So. He's going against Philly, and he's 5,000. So. Yeah. So this is my thing. If you want, if you want a cheap play, that might be I, not good. I don't want to. I don't want to say it because I would love for him to have a great game, especially even against the Eagles at this point. I'd be honored to have, for him to actually have that breakout game. He I had just a good game last week. He went over a hundred yards. Yeah, I just don't trust the coaches to give him the ball enough. It's the problem. Fair enough. And also, he did score a six-yard touchdown that they did not challenge, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw that. He dove Mm. backwards into the end zone, and they called him down, and he definitely was in the end zone. So (laughs) y'all lost six points. That's the worst. That's crazy, though. Okay. All right. So moving on to wide receiver. Uh, My pay-up guys for this week, I already touched on Mike Evans. I think he has a big game. Uh, We got Devontae Adams at 7,900 versus Seattle. He is, I believe, Cup's the only one that's priced higher than him. Um, but Adams Rogers is back. Hopefully, um, I think he's going to have a huge game. And then I love getting the back end of DK Metcalf at 6,800 versus green Bay. Russell's going to be back this week. Um, green Bay. I mean, Jerry Alexander, I don't think he's playing. I think DK has a big game on this one. Um, my, uh, my bargain guys, I guess you can call them bargain. I like paying up a little bit more on wide receivers this week. But my bargain guys are going to be Russell Gage versus Dallas. Uh, I think Zacchaeus gets a little bit more attention this week. Uh, Russell Gage is going to get back to it. Marvin Jones, I really like at 5,800. I talked about T-Law earlier. I think this game has some major shootout appeals. So I like Marvin Jones there. Michael Pittman at 6,300 continues to be overlooked uh, by their pricing right there. And he is playing Jacksonville, who, you know, he should get open. At least a couple big ones there. And my man, Brandon Ayuk at 4,700. He is coming back. He's the Phoenix. He's arisen from the ashes. Um, he's a great value for a strong wide re- wide receiver to play this week. I won't do it. You won't do it? I won't do it. You won't do it. That's fine. That's fine. You guys like any of those dudes? I don't like Ayuk. No. Ayuk, whatever his name is. I don't like him. Okay. I think now now it might be his time to shine. So I like it for a cheaper play. Yeah. I just don't like it in my daily. 
You know it's. I mean? I mean, it's really hard to get cheap plays right now. I mean, uh, Bateman's at Bateman's at forty two hundred. It's a really good deal. Um, Chenault's at forty six. I'm not too hyped about that. I mean, Elijah Moore's really been coming on lately, but forty seven hundred versus the Bills. I think you can do Buffaloes. Yeah. I mean, Tim Patrick's forty nine hundred. He looks like the wide receiver one there. I like Tim Patrick. Yeah. It's I never really... play him the right week, but. The the discount bin for wide receivers is a lot worse than the discount bin for running backs. Yeah, especially with the injury situation. It really well, it just drops off a cliff after like seven thousand. Yeah, let me see where let me see where Hilton is real quick. Yeah. Ty Hilton's forty seven hundred. That might not Hilton's be a bad not play a bad either. Idea. Uh, it is not a bad idea. No. All right, so it's tight end. I got uh, mostly bargain guys this week. Um, Hawkinson's really the one I'd pay up for at 5,500 uh, against the Steelers there. We saw Komet kind of – he was their leading receiver for the Bears last week. So I think Hawkinson can do it. Uh, my favorite tight end is Tyler Conklin. He's at 3,400. The Chargers are giving up some big games to tight ends, and he continues to be involved there. I mean, if he keeps getting six, seven targets a game, good things are going to happen in this matchup. Uh, Dan Arnold at 3,500. Uh, Urban Meyer – <laughs> my bad. That was phenomenal. My bad. I was reading DraftKings. No, you're fine. Uh, Urban Meyer made the trade for him, and he wants to be proven right on this, so he's going to showcase him there. And then uh, Patty Fryermuth at 3,900 versus the Lions. Uh, the Lions have been pretty good against the tight end, but, uh, I mean, dude, the guy looks freaking athletic as hell. It's it, And plus, with Claypool being out, I think they feed him. Uh, so those are my guys on there. Nice. Let me, let me give you a recap of my favorite ones real quick. So my favorite quarterback, Dak Prescott, 6,900 versus Atlanta. Atlanta, 250 passing yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Dak's going for four TDs this week. I think he comes back here. Austin Eckler, the dude, never leaves the field. Vikings are giving up 100 rushes and six receptions to backs. This is the week to play him. Pollard, 4,600. Great value, especially with Zeke being hampered. I love Tyler Conklin at 3,400. And Mike Evans is my play of the week at 6,900. And I'm sneaking Ayuk in there. 4,700, wide receiver two. You get those guys in your lineup, you can have a pretty sweet uh, pretty sweet lineup going there. You're going to have a good time. You're going to have a good time. Yeah, I'm going to have to look up some people while not on the podcast probably for the, for the best. Yeah, you got to be on that button, man. Yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> you know, I install the button and you just never know when you're going to have to press it. So I totally it is get what it. it is. But Okay. Well, that's it for part one. Um, follow us at Offensive Points. Uh, come back for the second part where we talk about game previews. Um, everybody loves that one. You know, show this one some love. We like this one too. It's a lot we more a lot fun. fun with this one. Yeah, this one's fun. Fun. Yeah, I feel like fun. the other one. The other it's one's fun. like almost like you're just monotonous and you're like robot voice. This is who you play. This is who you don't play. Yeah, but anyway. Follow out offensive points. Follow out the IDP Army. Let's get these numbers up. Uh, back half of the season, let's get to it. Joe, get us out of here. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. It was fun riding with you. We will see you here next week for week 11, and we will also have game previews coming up next, so hop on those.